You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, August 18th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you enjoy the Dallas Cowboys scrimmaging against another team on Wednesday. They'll do it again today, actually. But uh, yes, the Dallas Cowboys practiced with slash against the Los Angeles Chargers on Wednesday, the first of two sessions, as noted. And I think it was overall uh, a positive day. Um, it was kind of a confirming day as far as um, some different things. But I think it was a day that, that provided a bit of a of an introspection at an alternate reality that we probably don't want to visit. Um, and what I'm talking about, kind of the, the big story that isn't a story right now, um, I'm recording this just a little bit after practice ended actually, is C.D. Lamb and C.D.'s uh, foot injury, foot injury scare. For what it's worth, the Cowboys actually had an injury uh, to report Jordan Lewis dealing with a hamstring that he tweaked so we'll see what happens there hopefully Jordan is all right um, it, it does seem like CD is all right now uh, in case you weren't following along in real time as practice started um, there was a, a big old freak out and we talked about this on our live show on the blog on the boys YouTube channel uh, a big old freak out about CD because it was reported that he had a foot injury whoa 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 he cannot have a foot injury um, thankfully uh, although not thankfully I mean we don't want CD to to be experiencing any ailment of any kind, but thankfully it was revealed that it was only a, a matter of a, of a cut foot, cut toe, um, you know, a bit of conflicting reports, although it's all the same footular region, um, but, um, and, and that's what was keeping him out. So not, you know, a permanent thing, not a, a you know, a notable, normal, um, kind of conventional NFL injury, if you will. So it does seem like CD's going to be okay, but there was this, we'll call it, I don't know, 10 minute window uh, where that piece of information that part of the puzzle was not known and so where all anybody knew was that cd was was out with what was being called a foot injury now the initial reports did note that the cowboys were saying that this was not a serious injury they were barely classifying it as an injury and, and that it wasn't anything to worry about and obviously the specifics of it kind of went on to, to justify that that particular disposition but um you know in that little window um i tweeted something that i stand by that, that i think remains true um that that even if whatever happened and obviously this is this is a little cut thing um you know just barely meets the threshold of calling it an injury this has to serve as this wake-up call. It has to. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's it's not something that, that spurs action, but it has to. Um, you know, uh, when we did our roundtable show on Tuesday night, Tony Catalina asked me um, how I would feel 
um, on Tuesday if if things are you know how, he asked me on Tuesday how I'd feel on Wednesday if things did not go well with the Cowboys against the Chargers if I felt like um, it would be a bit of a blessing in disguise if, if the tackle situation weren't well because it would kind of force the Cowboys hand and I answered that I, I think it would you know that would be the, the positive part of that answer but the negative is kind of where we're at where We've talked about three positions, right? And, and I'm not trying to say that we, the collective Cowboys world, was right all along, but there have been three positions that I know we have banged the drum on, like, you know, like Nick Cannon, just like, you know, a drum line, like, like we have been banging these drums, all right? The first one has been tackle, all right? First one has been tackle because you got rid of Lyle Collins. Fine, we're, we're not going to sit here and argue about that anymore. You wanted to do it. You had to supplement it, though. And what did you do? Nothing. Yeah, right. You relied on Josh Ball. You drafted Matt Willetsko, and that's it. You you relied on two players with zero NFL experience combined to supplement your swing tackle position, which is important and specifically important for you because you employ Tyron Smith, who has missed time for six years running. That was not enough. And and early on in, in this training camp process, Matt Willetsko gets hurt. It was reported on Tuesday night by the Dallas Morning News that he's going to need surgery at some point, and the Cowboys are hopeful that they can prolong that to 2023. He's probably going to be on injured reserve to start the season. So at best, you know, at some point this season, I don't know when that is, but at best, at some point, you are going to get a rookie fifth-round tackle who basically didn't have a training camp come in, and you're going to rely on him to be your swing tackle. That's just a bad way to playing this right so you would think that that would have already forced their issue you would think that Josh Ball not playing well in the preseason game against the Broncos would have forced that issue that it would have forced their hand they would have said fine we'll go out and sign somebody yet here we sit I'm recording this at least on Wednesday at 4 30 central standard time and nothing I mean so if that's not going to make a push for or rather going to force them to make a push at the tackle position what is the kicker situation they cut Greg Zerland I know I've talked about this a lot I mean I'm definitely kind of like you know on this hill uh, uh, I've got a lot of real estate that I'll give away, but like I've been on this kicker hill for a while. Um, you, they literally, among kickers who had at least one and a half extra point attempts per game last year, which is a, a long way of saying basically of kickers who started for most of last season for different NFL teams, Greg Zerline had the worst extra point conversion in the NFL. The worst, literally the worst. And now, you know, obviously there was a kicker or two that that played in fewer games that, that had a worse extra point conversion, which is why that that particular stat is there. Uh, but Brett Maher is is the answer who they brought in after Jonathan Garibay, who was the only move that they made, by the way, who they've already moved on from, but credit to them for identifying, although it wasn't hard to identify that Jonathan Garibay wasn't playing well. Uh, but you know, Brett Maher was the only person who they have now brought in to, to quote-unquote fix that issue, right? Because kind of like we're talking about tackle, the Jonathan Garibay situation forced their hand, pushed their hand, made them make a move. And and who did they bring in? Somebody with a worse – he didn't qualify, Brett Maher, because he didn't meet that threshold I talked about. But he literally did have a worse extra point conversion percentage than Greg Zerline a year ago. And what happens last week in the preseason opener? Granted, it's the preseason. I know the snap was bad. The, the one kicker who has been around the team longer – Lareem Hyrule, who misses his first try. I mean, it's, it's a comedy of errors at this point. We've been talking about it, and it's manifesting itself just like at the tackle situation. So to get back to what started this discussion, to get back to the, the genesis of this point here um, that I'm making at least, 
We've said the same thing. Same kind of conversation has happened at tackle, at kicker, and at wide receiver. You traded away Amari Cooper. You didn't want him around for whatever reason. It's your football team. You're entitled to make whatever decisions you want to. Fine. We're not going to argue about Amari Cooper. We're not going to argue about you completely misreading the wide receiver market. I'm not saying you could have gotten two firsts and two seconds from Amari Cooper, but you look at all the receivers around the NFL who were traded, which does include Devontae Adams, which does include Tyreek Adams, or Tyreek Adams, Tyreek Hill, which includes Marquise Brown, A.J. Brown, Robert Woods is the only player who kind of went for the same price that, that Amari Cooper went for. I mean, they, they misread it. So they not only don't have Amari Cooper, they didn't get proper return for him, and they didn't supplement it like a tackle, like a kicker. They did not have, you know, what goes up must come down. They just threw everything up, and nothing has come down, right? They have, nothing has come down at tackle. I guess Brett Maher has come down at kicker, and nothing has really come down to receiver. Okay, you signed James Washington. That was hopeful at best, and we certainly wish him well and, and are hoping to get to see him at some point this season. You drafted Jalen Tolbert. That was not enough because not only did you lose Amari Cooper by your own volition here, but you lost, you actually did lose Cedric Wilson. And I don't think they made a mistake there. The Dolphins paid him, but you couldn't avoid that. Fine. So you should have done something. You should have found a way to supplement that loss. What goes up must come down. Cedric Wilson went up. Something has to come down. You cannot just say that you like your guys and that Noah Brown and Simi Fajoko, who to their credit have had a good camp. Simi had a great practice against the Chargers, obviously caught the touchdown last week. It doesn't work out just because you want it to. That's not a plan. That's that's hope. That's, that's not even hope. That's, that's want because hope involves some level of thought. It's just something you want to be true. That's it. That's all. That's all it is. And so you would think, and I um, I used this example on the um, on the live show on the YouTube channel. Have you ever seen the movie Family Man? Whoever you are, uh, wherever you're listening, whether you're in the car, you're on the road, you're at the gym, on the treadmill, just you know, maybe you're making breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Have you ever seen the movie Family Man with Nicolas Cage? Right, it's kind of an underrated Christmas movie. I'll be honest with you. So don't watch it right now. Wait till Christmas. But anyway, in the movie, Nicolas Cage starts out. He's um I don't know the specifics, so I'm sorry, but um he's uh, like a highly successful um like Wall Street guy. Like he's you know it's like he's trading and he's moving and he's you know uh, you know stock up, stock down. You know whoa yeah the you know let me let me read the Wall Street. I don't know. That's really bad impression. Really bad jokes. Anyway, he's like a really successful Wall Street you know person. That's his career in the movie. Um but a like the movie lets us know at the beginning that when he was in college, he was in love with a, a woman played by Taylor Leone. And, you know, as they graduate college, he decides to pursue his career um, and they break up or whatever. And so what, you know, one Christmas morning he wakes up cause he's met uh, Don Cheadle, who's like magic in the movie. And he gets to see what his life would have been like if he had not pursued his career, right? If he had actually, instead of, you know, going full force into Wall Street, if he had pursued love, if he had pursued family, I know it's cheesy. It's a great movie, I promise. Anyway, it's like, it's old though. It's, I mean, I, I feel super weird saying it's old because it's like 2002 and that bums me out to say that something from 2002 is old, um, but whatever. Anyway, so um, the majority of the movie is um, Nicolas Cage living in this like alternate reality where he's getting to see he lives like in the suburbs as opposed to, you know, this big swanky apartment in New York City. And he's, you know, he's got to like go shovel snow and stuff like, you know, stuff that like conventional people who, who have families and stuff do. Um, and, you know, so he, he kind of comes to realize that he loves that life and he doesn't want to give it up and whatever. So the, the whole point is he gets a, a peek at what his life would have been like. All right. Forget the rest of the movie. That's where the analogy stops so that it makes sense for my point. All right. Yesterday, Wednesday, against the Chargers, CeeDee Lamb not practicing, and he will also not practice today reportedly against the Chargers. 
is the window, right? This is us. All of a sudden, like we wake up, like we're, we're in the suburbs. It's snowing, right? Like we're going to go shovel the snow. Like, and, and we get to see what this life would, would have been like if we had made a different choice in our lives. And that, not that this is a choice, but the Cowboys are getting an opportunity against a very good NFL team in the Chargers to see what life would be like without C.D. Lamb. Why is that important? Because you're already dealing with life without Michael Gallup. You're already dealing with life without James Washington. Even when you get to a point in life when they're back on your team, you don't know how this is going to roll. I mean, look, I love Michael Gallup. And I'm excited about James Washington to a degree, but we're expecting both of them, not just one, both of them to come in and be high level contributors to this offense without basically any training camp for James Washington and definitely no training camp for Michael Gallup. It's improbable. Like the Cowboys are making all these difficult bets. You know what I'm saying? That, that you don't have to. You know, and, and nobody is saying, go sign, go spend all the money, go just, you know, whatever, throw throw money away. No. And and I recognize and will admit to the people who say, okay, RJ, you made your point, family man, Nicolas Cage, Taylor Don Cheeto, blah, blah, blah. So give me a list. Give me, give me a list of names. Well, first of all, we've been talking about names, all right? I know I've written articles and, and done videos and done shows about receivers who the Cowboys should sign. This week on Monday or Tuesday at the site, David Howman wrote about six tackle options who the Cowboys should consider signing. We talked about them on the round table so there are names but i recognize that none of those names like blow you over none of those names impress you and the reason for that is it's august <laughs> there's this is not the time of year where the the, the market is going to look amazing it's not it, it's not going to happen because it's because now you need it no you have to prepare in advance these decisions these moves these adjustments these examinations into alternate realities have to happen at the genesis of team building which is in march and april as far as when moves can can be made contracts can be signed and things like that and so it's um it's difficult to believe that the Cowboys roster is in this delicate place right now. It's not to say that they're doomed. It's not to say they're going to lose every game. They could still have a lot of success. They could still win the NFC East. They could still win the Super Bowl. Everything is still on the table at this point in time, but it's impossible to have been watching this team throughout camp, throughout their scrimmage against the Broncos, throughout their preseason matchup against the Broncos, contextually speaking, because it was a preseason game and the people playing in it, and now throughout one practice against the Los Angeles Chargers. It's impossible to watch all of that and not identify how fragile this roster is. I mean, an analogy I've been using a lot lately in, in different conversations has been I don't think that this is the the house that the little piggy built out of straw. That's not what I'm saying. But I think it's the house that the little piggy built out of twigs. All right. And and the cowboys are like pounding their chest. I don't know if you if you could hear that, but I hurt myself um, to try to make the sound effect. Um, <laughs> need a minute to overcome that. Uh, but the Cowboys are like pounding their chest, and so are a lot of fans, because a lot of people are saying, be happy with this house of twigs. Look down the road. That house is made of straw. We're more sturdy than that. And and I'm not even saying go buy the bricks, like right now. I'm not saying, you know, spend your, your life savings on the bricks. But you know when bricks were manageable? You know when you could have bought the bricks? In March and in April. That's when the bricks are found. You need to you need to buy the bricks. It's not just buying the bricks. You have to lay the, I've never built a house. So I don't know the, like the sequence of this, but you have to lay the cement. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you have to do it. In, it's not just one thing. You, you don't just, you know, you know, one, one swig of the pen or, or a swish of the pen is what I was looking for. One swish of the pen and you're done. No, it happens. Stephen Jones loves to say that roster construction, roster adjustment is 24-7, 365 business in the NFL. We have not seen 24-7, 365 work in production, all right? You cannot say that when you don't live out the other end of that. Um, and so that's kind of how we're feeling. I try to speak um, on behalf of myself, obviously, but on, on the way I think that Cowboys fans are feeling. And I think that's how a majority of 
people feel. There's never going to be 100% of people in agreement on one particular thing, but I think a lot of people want to be excited and, and want to enjoy football and want to enjoy the Dallas Cowboys season about to begin, and ultimately, we will. We will enjoy it because we love it, right? We're, we're not – nobody, like, complains because we hate this. No, we complain because we want it to be good, because we want them to win the Super Bowl. We want to experience that. We want to watch it. We want to have all sorts of fun with all that, and, and this was a very – strange way to build this house just because you're not the house of straw does not mean you're the house of bricks you're the house of twigs and i cannot believe how i successfully landed that analogy Woo! good job me anyway um i watched the house of dragon trailer uh today for the first time i'm pretty pumped i didn't think i was going to be as excited for the show this sunday but look at me here i am um practice today thursday against the la chargers we will have you covered with a live show afterwards on the blog and the boys youtube channel also like we had yesterday we will have a twitter spaces jess navarro's tony catalina tom ryle did that one we're still figuring out who's going to do it today on thursday but we'll be live on twitter spaces if you can't make the youtube show which will hurt my feelings um but you know i'll be there if you want to come hang out with us make sure to subscribe here to the blog and the boys podcast network we told you last week that we passed two million downloads on the year already we're going for three we're going for four nay we're going for five million downloads before 2022 is all said and done all right i feel great i feel like i just was like screaming for uh what's it been 16 minutes and 15 seconds maybe i have been. maybe you had to lower the volume on your uh, device if so i apologize if there are children in the car and you had to you know so they were like mom dad it's too loud that's my bad i'll eat that l uh hope you have a great day hope you have a great breakfast lunch or dinner maybe a great snack time too hope you have a great nap if you take a nap um and uh We'll see you soon. Yeah, let's just do this thing. Let's get crazy. By the way, if I don't talk to you between now and then, if you don't watch the live show, again, ouch, we will have a live Dallas Cowboys postgame show following Saturday night's preseason game against the LA Chargers, the team the Cowboys are currently practicing against. A reminder that that game starts at 9 p.m. Central Time. Oh, yeah, going to be a late night. Have a great day, everybody. We love you. We will see you, money on my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.